Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 238th film from 2020. It's the romantic comedy The Lovebirds, directed by Michael Showalter. It stars Kumali Nanjani, Isaiah Ray, Paul Sparks, Anna Camp, and Kyle Bornheimer. I'm Jesse, and I am here solo for this one. If you want to check this film out, haven't heard of it, keen on it, go do that now. Give us a pause, come back later, because I'm going to spoil this one and kick off with the fast flicks where we do a quick summary of what the film's all about. So this one is about a couple on the verge of breaking up. They need to spend more time together to exonerate themselves from a crime that they didn't properly commit. All right, uh, this one this one's got a bit of a good story because this film, The Lovebirds, was scheduled to have its world premiere at the South by Southwest Festival on March 14th, 2020, where the cast and crew were going to appear, but they cancelled the appearance and the festival eventually because of the COVID pandemic. So then what was going to happen was going to be scheduled uh, theatrically by Paramount Pictures on April 3rd of 2020, but it was removed from the release schedule due to COVID, and then... They decided, hey, we want to get rid of this film. They sold it to Netflix, and that's how it ended up on Netflix. Netflix, um, I think, seemed pretty happy with this because the film was the top-streamed item on Netflix in its debut weekend before falling to fifth in the second week. But in November of 2020, later in the year, Variety reported that the film was the 10th most-watched straight-to-streaming title of 2020 up to that point. So pretty good, um, pretty good information there on how many people actually saw this film. This film had a tagline. The tagline for this one was, all they wanted was a quiet night out. Um, I like that tagline. I don't mind it, actually. It's, it's a pretty good one because um, they were never going to have a quiet night, even if this didn't happen, because they were arguing the whole time anyway. Uh, translations around the world for this one. So in Brazil, it's called A Crime for Two. Um, sure. <laughs> in Greek, it's called The Pizzas. Have no idea where or why or how that mistranslated so poorly. In Hungary, it's called In Love, In Crime. Don't mind that one. That one's not bad. In Ukraine, it's called Pigeons. So they've literally taken the word bird and, and called it Pigeons. And, uh, and finally, in Vietnam, it's called Love is a Sin. That's a bit heavy for what this film is, I think, because this uh, does try to get you to laugh throughout. This did hit Netflix on the 22nd of May, 2020. Had a budget of about $16 million. Um, so that's that's not too, you know, it's in that mid-range uh, budget for a comedy. It's filmed in and around New Orleans, Louisiana, from January to February of 2019, and was actually nominated at the People's Choice Awards for Favourite Comedy Movie, Favourite Comedy Star for Isa Rae, as well as her for Favourite Female Movie Star. All right. Critics, audiences, what are they saying? Rotten Tomatoes sits at 66% on 179 reviews, so that is just fresh. Um, audience a bit lower at 51%, that's on more than 1,000 ratings. IMDb, similar sort of thing, 6.1 out of 10 on 27,000 ratings. And Letterboxd, a lot more people have got on there and logged it. It's at a 2.8 out of 5 on nearly 54,000 ratings, but it's actually been logged by 75,000 people. So, um, middle of the pandemic, people stuck at home, new film to watch, obviously people people watched it. And that leads me to my early thoughts for this one. Uh, I enjoyed this, I, you know, the, the moments throughout the film of the, the couple slowly refinding or rekindling their love for each other were done really nicely, um, quite well, um, but mainly because of the performances from the two leads. They were so believable as a couple, um, and that's why I like this one. Um, and there were a few good laughs, so let's look at these characters, because realistically, 
it's it's a character of there are two characters in love and we've got um leilani who's the she's the advertising executive she she wants to live life to the fullest and and she wants her boyfriend um jabran to to take more risks and this is where we sort of see them arguing to start off with um She's a little bit obsessed with her social media, but she also she wants to challenge herself, not necessarily to like settle down because I'm not sure she believes in in marriage and things like that. But um, you know, the idea of like doing something like the Amazing Race, putting yourself out there, challenging yourself—they're the sorts of things she wants. And then, whereas we've got uh, Jabrian on the other side, is is this sort of focus on his work? He's a documentarian who thinks that everything should be planned and scheduled right down to the moment. And, um, you know, he, he has these insecure feelings where he doesn't think he's up to Lelani's standards and, and sort of feels jealous a little bit of her co-worker, this guy called Keith, who we see in this film a little bit too. But he's not really worthwhile talking about. The only other character is this guy called Mustache, who's uh, this corrupt cop who's, who's chasing the two throughout the film. So really it's about these two characters and, and their adventures along the way in trying to... Um, clear their name, I guess, of a, of a crime that they didn't actually commit anyway. Uh, the director for this one, Michael Showalter, uh, he's got 29 writing credits, a lot of comedy, uh, things like Wet Hot American Summer, and then as a director, some some big films too, The Big Sick, which um, same, same similar sort of cast, as well as The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which got a little bit of award recognition a couple of years ago. Scenes, what are some scenes that stood out in this one that I enjoyed? I think um, Leilani and Gibran, like they're having this break up argument in the car <laughs> it's right near the start of the film and they hit this guy on a bike it was just funny and it made me laugh and then this mustache guy who's this corrupt cop sort of gets in the car and says look quick let's chase him and then when they find him this cop guy sort of reverses backwards and forwards over him multiple times so that made me laugh again as well uh, they use a lift quite a bit like a uber share share driving service quite a bit in the film uh, and at one stage they sort of um get picked up by one and <laughs> they have this argument because Gibran. Um, has his default setting as, as sharing with others and picking others up a share ride and uh, this other couple get in and then Lani just sort of goes off with them. That was funny. Uh, and this is more than just one scene. This is the gentle connections throughout the film as of them as a couple, as they identify what they like about each other and where they're going as a couple. I thought that was really well done. Uh, finally, a couple more. Gibran and, and Leilani, they um, have well, they have to get... Um, this Keith guy that we obviously know there's a little bit of uh, issues about in their relationships to sort of hack into this phone, this dead guy's phone that they've got. And the two of them together put together this random story about why they're so beat up and why they're bleeding because he's a boxer now and he's got brain injuries and he can't remember the passcode and he needs to call a doctor, but the doctor's number's in the phone. That was just really well done. Uh, finally, towards the end, throughout the film, they talk about cigarette lighters in cars and, and Lilani uses um, the cigarette lighter from the car to sort of help escape and she uses her mouth and her tongue to sort of get it out of the car because she's tied up. It was gross and funny. And then this follow-up where she shoots a gun um, just sort of makes a stance. That was cool too. Things I didn't like. Um, I think like Jabrani makes a reference um, at some stage about the two of them sort of solving crimes and saying they're not Hobbs and Shaw. I think that reference doesn't work. It's a bit of a, a not a great reference. Um, you know, maybe Bonnie and Clyde would be a bit more memorable. Um, Jabran and Leilani, they, they get tied up by this chick called Edie and her moves are to threaten to pour bacon oil on them um, or to be kicked by a horse. Just didn't find either of those situations funny. Uh, and then finally, the, the whole big climactic Illuminati slash orgy scene in a theater. That just didn't land for me. Um, yeah, won't say much more about that. That might be funny for some people. Just wasn't for me. What's this film trying to say? Some themes, some ideas. 
it talks about love, like the difficulties of love, the arguments you have, the disagreements, but but also the other side, like the teamwork that you need, the good communication you need, the openness in a relationship, and the idea of taking risks for love too. I like that idea. And this, this was good through representation too. I mean, we've got this non-white couple in America, and they do make little small jokes and mentions throughout about which were done quite well with humor about you know the situation in America with with non-white. So I thought that was um really well done too. All right, what did I take away from this one? I think you know. <laughs> Hopefully this film, like, I know at that stage where we were in the world, cinemas couldn't be open. But hopefully this would have worked well in a cinema. Um, like, the joint experiencing of watching this film with others would have encouraged more laughter, I think, and, and good laughter. And, and from memory, um, this is prior to Paramount putting together their service of Paramount Plus. Because I think, realistically, it would have been a no-brainer for them to keep this and, and use this for their service. Okay. IMDb. We, we sometimes have a section where we jump on IMDb to check someone out. This was just for confirmation for me. Um, I spoke about the character Edie before. It's played by Anna Camp. I just wanted to check that she was from True Blood because I was like, she is from True Blood. And she was. So I'm happy with that one. <laughs> All right, question time. Any questions that I wanted to ask or, or, or discuss or statements? And I think um, I mentioned before The Amazing Race is sort of like, it's, it's played as a joke in this. And, and there's a scene in the post credit scenes with that too. But would you be able to do The Amazing Race yourself? I honestly couldn't i'm such a stressful traveler travel for me especially through airports and things like that customs using passports i freak out and i always want to be organized do it early check in as early as possible so i would not be able to handle um, a show like the amazing race that's for sure all right ready to wrap this up i think we give the film a rating out of five for me I th like i said i think i did enjoy this film and, and for what this is it's done well and the two performances they keep you engaged you believe them as a couple not all the jokes land. That's okay because the heart that's sort of um, sewn throughout this film makes makes it worth the while, um, worth the ride. So I'm giving this a three out of five. We're on socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like if you can. Question I wanted to put there this week was: Have you ever shared a drive share service with like random people? Like we've seen this film. I I couldn't think of anything worse than sharing an Uber with a couple of randoms because not only do you have to have like that awkward conversation with the driver, but then you've got extra people in the car that you've sort of you ignored you communicate with couldn't think of anything worse but anyone got a good story let us know we're back next week for another netflix original film this one is the next one released by netflix but it's actually a 2019 film it's the mexican spanish language film i'm no longer here or ya no estoy aquí it's directed by fernando frias de la para and it stars juan daniel garcia trevino yahia olde and angelina chen interested interested to check that one out let's see what it's like next week join me then thanks for joining me now and i'll speak soon <laughs> <laughs>